All right, welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. And I'm Walter Kern. Walter, where are you? I'm in Wheatland, Wyoming, which you've never been to, and most people alive <laughs> on this earth have never been to. It's in southern Wyoming between Casper and Cheyenne, county seat of Platte County. Um, I'm in a Super 8 motel. That's why it looks like I've been imprisoned by, you know, an Eastern European police uh, force. No, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. I, I'm very pro Super 8 motel, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh -huh. I am too. But yeah. but here's the deal, Matt. Last night I was driving through the empty, really wastelands, and that's not to insult them. They just are of Southern Wyoming and looking for a motel at maybe 1230 at night. And so I used one of the services Priceline through TripAdvisor and reserved a hotel in a town called uh, oh, in Casper. Got there at one in the morning only to find out that they were selling overpriced hotel rooms um, that didn't exist. <laughs> so, so you Priceline takes your money and then you get to the counter at one, just vibrating from over exertion on your drive and they tell you we don't have any hotel rooms they shouldn't have done that and i said well can you give me a refund he says no priceline has your money not you so then i get on a chat bot with priceline they didn't even have a phone number that i could call so i get on a chat bot and i go through a 20 minute chat with a chat bot that has a name i it was like wendy or dennis or something oh god i hate that when they do that you know yeah hi i'm dennis i'm a freaking chat bot the chatbot then says that I have qualified after 20 minutes to make a phone call to the price line. <laughs> I love America. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. then so then I so then I call and wait and wait and finally get to a person somewhere on the planet Earth, probably not anywhere near our country. That's fine. Mm-hmm as long as we can understand each other and they're connected to the Priceline refund mechanism, that's all I care about. Right. I explain things. Then they say that they have to call the hotel to uh, uh, verify that indeed they have no rooms. You know, listen, dude, just believe me. I'm sitting in a freaking parking lot in windswept Wyoming, choking on wildfire smoke at three at two in the morning. You know, I'm not making this up. Um, they give me my money back. And then, Matt, then I go on another service, another app to get a, a, a room that's a, another hour down the road into, oh. the dark, into the darkness. Oh, my God. I pull up at that motel and they tell me their computer hasn't worked for a week. And so they have no way of verifying this reservation I made through the third party and they don't have any rooms. Oh, my God. So then I get in my car again. And you did it again? And I and this time I'm like, no apps. I'm going into a late night lobby and I'm going to force my way into a room. Right. If, if, if I have to seduce the, the night clerk if, or, you know. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what gender. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going old school. I need a freaking bed. <sighs> so I end up at the Wheatland Motel 8, Super 8 Motel. And I got to say, of all the Super 8s I've stayed in, because there's a certain amount of discretion to make your Super 8 a little nicer than the, mm -hmm. than the, than the norm, this is one of the best I've ever been in. They had enough blankets. 
They weren't the fluffy kind that have no weight that make you feel insecure. So you can't sleep. Um, right. Right. How many how many different um, exemplars of DNA are in the rug? Do you think <laughs> the rug is woven uh, is woven okay. from DNA? OK, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 100 percent organic rug woven from human hair. <laughs> Not all of it head hair. Um, but I, I started out trying to praise this particular Super 8. So don't don't divert me here. Um, it's got majestic pictures of the Grand Teton Mountains. Um, it has enough blankets. And the pillows aren't those weird foam kind that bounce your head off. You know, yeah, yeah. They're the ones that when you lay on your head just won't stay on because unless it's perfectly centered, it like is pushed off by the bounciness of the foam. Right, right. So I had a pretty decent night's sleep. And uh, Wait, that, you must have gotten in at like three at that point. Oh, dude, I, I rented for two days. Because to complement Priceline, they did give me not only back my money for the other room, but they gave me enough for this room for free. Wow. Okay. In any case, I was talking last week about how an issue in the election will be that nothing works. Right. Really, And it was a real nothing works night where I went like, wait, no one's responsible. It's all an app or some satellite. The the people that I encountered last night seemed like stunned and somewhat catatonic, low level workers who probably aren't paid very well. It just felt like I'm going to end up in it sleeping in a ditch. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I was gonna say, like it started off a little bit like the plot to a horror movie, but it's right. really a little bit more like falling down, right? Like where at the where at the end you you end up chainsawing everybody that you like you you're gonna end up finding uh, Dennis or whoever it is, uh, right. who is not a real person, but I mean, is that a justifiable, justifiable homicide defense? That story you told, like, I, I think somebody, if somebody died as a result of all of that, how many jurors out of 12 would, would say, yeah, no, I get that. They might convict, but they'd stand up and cheer first. <laughs> um, and the feeling when I finally found refuge wasn't gratitude this morning i felt a little gratitude because i had a bit of you know rest under my belt but it was get me out of this weird prison mm -hmm. where you know you launch yourself into america i'm on a story right now a super secret reporting uh, story you know i'm on an expense account so i uh, you know i can buy a room and so on but i was like I can't bear this anymore. I don't want to leave home. I want to go back and pull a pillow over my head and vow never to go on the road again. And, you know, <laughs> and, and I love the road. You know, I have gypsy blood. I've written a novel about air travel. I've got a book that I'm writing now about. It's all a, about the miles. <gasps> yeah, I, I've got it. I'm writing a book about a two month road trip that I took a couple of years ago across America. And I got to tell you, things have deteriorated. Objectively, are more suspicious. People who work in any corporate setting have no responsibility and no discretion left anymore. They just refer you to the app, you know? Um, it's idiocracy. Oh, it, it, it really is. Yeah, it says and, here and, your shit's fucked up and you're, you know, you're all retarded. And yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and the very last thing I'll say about this was that the the ease with which Priceline gave me a hundred dollar extra credit 
suggested to me that it's just the cost of doing business, that every night, thousands and thousands of people um, book rooms that they then get there to find don't exist. Oh, and, Pri- yeah. and Priceline just has a button for that now. They just push it. I mean, I appreciated the hundred bucks, but at the same time, I was like, this should be harder. You should be more upset about this. This shouldn't just be routine. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of, a, um, I did a story once where I went to a little court in Staten Island where one of the credit card companies, I can't remember which one, uh, routinely just files lawsuits against people who are delinquent. Um, most of them are specious, uh, but they assume that a certain percentage of people, actually a huge percentage of people, are not going to show up in court, and therefore they're going to get judgments uh, against them, and then they sell the judgments to a collection agency for like three bucks on a, on the a three three cents on the dollar, and then they make a percentage on that. So, so it's a cost of doing business thing that they're actually not entitled to the money, but they use the court system to gin up some, you know, some money they can recover out of, uh, you know, delinquent credit card payers but it's the same kind of thing they're 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 not really they they probably are doing this routinely over and over again uh right. knowing that you know they'll get something out of it in the end right yeah yeah anyway i mean that's my real life report we can now get into you know the issues but for me i look at the country at the moment and i go getting to the issues for the average american is becoming more and more of a luxury because checking into motels, getting their driver's license, um, you know, paying their bills, not having things just get screwed up all along the way is becoming more and more of a burden. Also, why would you think things like collect counting votes would work better than any of this stuff? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, because counting votes isn't even a for-profit right. enterprise. Yeah, you know, no one's getting docked for doing it wrong. Right, uh, it, no one's getting fired. Uh, you're absolutely right. Or, I mean, this is even darker. But you know, I, I, I love I love the jury system. I love the idea of it. But if anyone I met last night is on a jury anywhere. The, 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 you know, I, I there feel are innocent for people in prison, right? Yeah. 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 Or guilty people right. walking the street. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so sad. It's true, though, right? I mean, you know, you, well, why not be suspicious of it when, when you, when you see the way things work? I, I used to think America is, was a pretty competent country, all things considered, compared to some other places. Like, like in, in Russia, you basically figure in, um, you know, a, a, an 86% error rate into everything that happens, <laughs> right? Um, but that wasn't the way things were in this country. Now, now it kind of is, right? Listen, I mean, I get out. I get around. That's my personality. I'm gregarious and curious, okay? Things are falling apart, dude. I mean, the the, the error rate might not be to 86, but it's definitely like 46 and Mm -hmm. rising. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a coin toss. Pretty much every sort of transaction or, you know, uh, 
encounter with any responsible party can be anticipated to go wrong. Um, you know, you, ha- you, ha- you need a plan B now for everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, whether it's 46, 86 or 26, you better have a plan B because if you're going through life, assuming competence, you're going to end up sleeping in a ditch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, but anyway, you're absolutely right. Why do we assume that, that, you know, we've put this weird boundary or barrier around vote counting that allows it to still go on when we can't even get hotel rooms. Yeah. And uh, not only that, there's ample evidence. I mean, look, look at the New York mayoral race. What did they misplace? Like a hundred thousand votes in that one. Um, and you know, the Iowa caucus. Oh yeah. A caucus, right? a caucus. Uh, I mean, it takes 10 seconds to, to, to count the vote. There's not enough people in Iowa to screw that up. Yeah. Right. And anyway, um, well, well, anyway, uh, Donald Trump has now been indicted a fourth time for, uh, well, I mean, supposedly conspiring in some kind of a RICO uh, situation to change the results of the election or falsify or fraudulently nullify. I can't remember the language exa- exactly. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you know, um, in context of the of the. Uh, Priceline fiasco I just went through. Um, <laughs> I would imagine that if you're president of the United States and you have reason to believe you've been maybe robbed or there's been some skullduggery, it's not exactly felonious to worry. Uh, you know, everything else aside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like we did this topic already uh, with. The previous indictment, but this one is even it's even weirder. This Georgia indictment, um, it's got 41 counts. Uh, so what is what's his overall count, by the way, now? In you terms mean of in, to- in total counts. Yeah, it's got to be. A, it's 121 now, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, if it's really that high, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the other thing about this is there are 18 co-conspirators, right? Right. Yes. And then with Sidney Powell, uh, Giuliani, Giuliani, uh, Sean, Micah Tresher still. I don't know who that is. There's a whole bunch of people I don't even recognize in this indictment. Uh, Cheeseboro, who's in the other indictment. Eastman, who's in the other indictment. Uh, Giuliani, who's in the other indictment. Um, but. I think I think we're basically looking at the same theme with this case as uh, as with the January 6th case, except it, this one is even more uh, extreme in that direction. So it, there are overt acts. There are things in here that are troubling, maybe even deeply troubling, right, about about Trump's behavior. Um, but wrapped around that is this construct where they keep talking about false statements as overt acts. Now, they're basically, my understanding is is that they're using a a version of a criminal solicitation charge and basically saying that the lying is an element of the crime, but in order to convince somebody to to do the the, the bad thing or to execute 
uh, you know, the desired outcome. But increasingly, it feels like they're trying to criminalize false statements themselves. And and so, I, I, again, I just I, I'm torn. Well, fa- fa- false statements. OK, let's look at the universe of statements in the world. And what percentage of them are false? Ninety. <laughs> I mean, in, 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 in other words, you know, when my wife comes home and says that she bought a dress that cost 200 bucks, but it actually cost two hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> um, uh, when she says it cost 200 something, but it was 299. OK, that's a false statement. When when someone says when I ask them, how hot is it outside? And they say it's 90, but it's really 87. That's a false statement. What kind of false statements are they talking about here? They're talking about ones with intent, right? I mean, ones that are knowingly false, um, that are contra to actual beliefs and are meant to serve a nefarious end. And, 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 and I don't quite get it in that context, how, how, how they're going to prove this. I mean, what a jury will say, I don't know, but how do you prove again, Trump's state of mind? Um, Well, again, uh, again, uh, it's, it's the same from what I can tell. It's the same uh, concept as the previous indictment where when they get to his state of mind, um, what they're talking about, is he's been informed otherwise uh, that, you know, saying, for instance, that 10,313, 315 people are, are vote, dead people voted isn't true. Um, once, once he's been informed of that and continues to, uh, that that's not the case by the right people and continues to make that claim, now it's knowingly. Uh, knowingly false statements. And so then they bring in everything that he says that, you know, is, is deemed a false statement. So quite obviously that uh, Ruby Freeman, Shane Moss, and an unidentified man were quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if there are vials of heroin uh, or cocaine at state farm uh, arena to be used to infiltrate the crooked, Dominion voting machines, right? So that's the, again, it's the Who State Farm that? thing. Uh, this is this is uh, let's see, uh, Judy, that's Giuliani making that representation to members of the uh, Georgia House of Representatives present at a House Governmental Affairs Committee meeting. Um, so uh, then there are, you know, Kenneth Cheeseborough sends an email with attached documents to to another one of the, the co-conspirators. And in the attachments, there are, there are false statements. So they keep the crime. Um, the actual crime should be just be, for instance, trying to get the, you know, the false electors appointed or trying to get uh are they false electors or are they alternate electors uh is there a difference well i mean as i understand it here's one of the problems matt and i'm going to confess it early to our listeners 
each of these indictments is so abstruse and such a collection of uh, of not just charges, but kind of interpretations that you have to go get a law degree to even understand them. And uh, I, I don't have one. And, and I especially don't have one around election law and, and, and RICO enterprises. So, uh, you know, is, 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 it seems to me that Trump, if he's surrounded by 18 different people who are all telling him things, um, has a lot of people who believe erroneous things, if indeed they're erroneous. But it's my understanding that as far as electors go, when people challenge elections, they put forward slates of alternate electors. That's what they do. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was the process. I mean, false electors suggests they're grabbing people off the street and saying you want to be an elector or whatever. I mean, putting forward slates of alternate electors is how you challenge election is what is what you do in anticipation of challenging election results because if you're successful then those electors vote and the the others are disqualified or something that's how i understand it but mm. you know in any case here's my overall feeling about this i'm not in any position in a couple of days to understand these indictments the uh overall sense I got reading it was they took a lot of individual actions, small actions, reserving hotel rooms, doing, you know, talking to people and so on. And they bundled them into a conspiracy. But I wasn't sure reading it where the conspiracy originates. Is it Trump who came up with this idea? Uh, is it someone else who convinced Trump? Who, who spearheads it? What it looks like is a kind of cloud of people who don't believe the election was real doing a bunch of things and trying a bunch of things to challenge it and making a bunch of statements whose totality I don't understand because sometimes there's just like a quote in the in in the indictment like a sentence and you have no idea where it came from or you know you know Trump said x well I don't know in the context of what so I, I didn't get a sense of a of a of a sort of master conspirator organizing others in like as you would in a mafia case, say you know, right? Um, well, also they they're, they're not they're they're not clear about as you say they're not clear about what the overt act is. Um, you know, as, as you read through the indictment, as you say, there are lists over and over again of things that you know by themselves don't they just look innocuous you know it's number three scott graham hall placed telephone call to robert david sheely number four scott graham hall placed telephone telephone call to robert david sheely robert david sheely placed telephone placed a telephone call to scott graham hall blah 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 so and so there's 23 of these and then it's just telephone calls, and they say these were overt acts and furtherance of the conspiracy. And then you keep going through this document, and it's one thing like this after another, where somebody is saying something that they that they're claiming uh, are false statements. Um, 
And they start off just as they did with the other indictment with false statements. That's the first paragraph in the indictment. Uh, Hang on a second. Let me find it here. So, yeah. So introduction, defendant John Trump, uh, Donald John Trump lost the United States presidential election held on November 3rd. And it says at all times relevant to this count of the indictment, the defendants, as well as others not named as defendants, unlawfully conspired and endeavored to conduct and participate in a criminal enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia and elsewhere. And that says the criminal activities were including but not limited to false statements and writings, impersonating a public officer, forgery, filing false documents, influencing witnesses, computer theft, computer trespass, computer computer invasion of privacy, blah, blah, blah. But then it moves on to introduce the crime. And as it did in the last indictment, in the January 6th indictment, it starts off with false statements. Uh, and then the, the second paragraph starts off with false statements, false statements and to and solicitation of high-ranking state officials. Uh, This is central to their whole theory of everything. Rather than starting off with something like impersonating an officer or forgery, something I can understand, um, it starts off with false statements. And I I just I keep getting the feeling that 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 the lying is is what they're trying to convict on, Um, or or even and, and which is a problem because you have to prove that he's lying. Uh, I mean, he, he, a defense would be, I really believe this. And they're already right. You know, there are already lawfare articles about how we, you know, we can't go for the uh, sincere belief defense uh, and that sort of thing. So I don't know. I mean, but, but, but to be philosophical, Matt, isn't the whole misinformation era about false statements. Well, right. Isn't the, isn't the whole rationale for censoring and, and and filtering social media on up to this case about false statements? Um, and now, I mean, we we live in a society in which there are a lot of false statements in the major newspapers. There are a lot of false statements on television. They're in television news. Um, a lot. Some get prosecuted some get punished some get censored some don't it's hard to tell what the line is but the world of falsity and truth which in some ways i thought we were past in our postmodern era is suddenly a very literal um basis for all kinds of decisions and in this case we're supposed to know that donald trump and his advisors knew something to be false, decided they were going to set that aside and try to lie their way through it in order to get some outcome. But the evidence of that is what I don't see here. I mean, it's asserted, but, but, but what is, but, but as I read, read through the whole thing, I was like, what is the evidence that they said, I know this is a lie, but if we tell it, we can get this person to do X and achieve our outcome. Yeah, I mean, they're claiming that 
for instance, Trump said to the um, acting attorney general, just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. Uh, But that doesn't mean he said just lie and say that it's corrupt. Right. It it could be just repeat my belief that it's corrupt. Um, You know, here's a here's a press strategy, in other words. Um, Right. I'll make I'll make the case. You don't have to. I mean, listen, I find myself in the uncomfortable position of having to defend Donald Trump because I want to defend the principle of not just free speech, but now in this case, you know, the right to maybe advise a political leader from different points of view. Like, who is the privileged person who told the truth where he was supposed to stop? You know, in other words, is there a is there a truth bot that if you ignore it, you are there, you know, you are there by lying? Where did they find who is the official in all this who is so sterling that to ignore them is to tell a lie? I, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, that, that's a great question. And. You know, a, a, another another one would be. Why why do they have to be proving a conspiracy? Why why does it have to be all these different acts that are tied together in one gigantic enterprise? Like for instance, number four in their list here: harassment and intimidation of Fulton County election worker Ruby Freeman. Remember the Ruby Freeman episode? Yes. yes. So it, it reads: members of the enterprise. If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the full version, please subscribe at www.racket.news.